DUP have set out seven tests that any deal on the Northern Ireland Protocol must meet. Here to look at them in more detail is Ronan McRae, Professor of Constitutional and European Law at University College London. Thanks for coming in to speak to us. Before we get to those seven tests, can we start with this intervention by Boris Johnson that's been reported this morning? Can the British hang on to the Northern Ireland Protocol bill, which essentially overrides parts of the Brexit agreement, and get a deal on the protocol? Not in the current form of the bill. So the bill has gone through the House of Commons. It's nearly gone through the House of Lords, but they've paused it. But the bill unilaterally disapplies core parts of the protocol, and that's an absolute anathema to the European Union. So there'll be no deal if the bill goes ahead. They have to drop it. For the, or at least amend it before the for the, bill to, for the deal to happen. Now let's get to the seven tests that the DUP have set out for this deal. You're going to give me a very quick summary um, that each of the issues present for the DUP in a context of the deal. Number one, fulfil Article 6 of the Act of Union. So for all of the tests, it really depends. Are they rules that they absolutely have to achieve or are they goals? And if they get 90% of it, that's fine. So for this, Article 6 of the actual Union really went in because they were taking a case, the UK Supreme Court, saying that the protocol was illegal because it violated the Act of Union. That, that was shot down by the UK Supreme Court. But um, there will be, that's not achievable. There will be some differences in the customs arrangements between Northern Ireland and the rest of the, of the, of, of the UK if the protocol has to have any meaning. So th- that's, that is not achievable, but they may get rid of most or many of the differences. OK, and number two, avoid any diversion of trade. I mean, there's a slight overlap with number one. That, that really depends. Again, there will be there'll probably some change to trading patterns because if, but the question is, can they get, if there's going to be a green channel with minimal checks, if they can get as much as possible into the green channel, the diversion and change of the trade may not be much. But then you also have to remember, there's also diversion of trade in relation to services which are not covered by the protocol and which mean that it's much harder now to do services between Dublin, Northern Ireland and the Republic. So the, the, the changes in trading patterns don't only go one way, but the DUP only want to focus on the trade in goods, which is what's covered by the protocol. Number three, not constitute a border in the Irish Sea. That's again really a repetition of uh, one and two. Uh, there will be some kind of border, but the, the point of the deal is to make this uh, much less of a, a deal, to make most things, most goods go through the Green Channel. And so it'll be a is the DUP willing to take a massive improvement where most things are subject to minimal checks or do they want to hold out for absolutely no border which is not achievable? Number four, give the people of Northern Ireland a say in making the laws which govern them. I mean that is an issue because EU law applies uh, in relation to goods in Northern Ireland under the protocol and there's no Northern Irish MEPs, Northern Irish ministers in the council, they would probably be able to, would they be happy with having a consultative mechanism? Because that happens a lot with countries, Norway, Ukraine to some degree, Switzerland, that have trading arrangements where they get access to the EU single market. It means they follow laws that they don't vote on. Uh, But if they got a consultative process, that might be enough. And number five, result in no checks on goods going from NI to GB or from GB to NI. There will never be no checks, but the deal could make it much uh, minimal checks on a lot of goods, the goods destined for Northern Ireland uh, only that will not go on into the single market. But then there'll be a lot of discussions in the future, even if there is a deal about the details of how much goes into the Green Channel, how do we decide what goes into the Green Channel and the Red Channel, which is subject to checks. So number six is ensure no new regulatory borders develop between Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK. Will they get that? 
Well, I mean, so there, there, no, and not, not in absolute terms. There may be fewer regulatory borders, but also if the British government go ahead with their plan to diverge from EU standards and deregulate a lot in, the, in Great Britain and the rest of the UK, that would mean that standards for goods in the UK and the EU would be very different. And that itself, the UK's government plans, would create much more of a regulatory border. And finally, number seven, preserve the letter and spirit of Northern, Northern Ireland's constitutional guarantee in the Belfast Agreement by requiring consent from a majority of its citizens for any diminution of its status as part of the UK. Well, so the, the Belfast Agreement says no change in the constitutional status of the, of, without agreement. However, the UK Supreme Court has said, yeah, that covers the status as part of the UK, not things such as the protocol, which indirectly affect the role of the of Northern Ireland in the UK. But this is where it is a bit confusing, because the protocol is just one of a whole suite of arrangements around Brexit, most of which make Northern Ireland much more distant from the Republic and closer to the UK. And then one bit, the protocol, makes it creates more distance between the North and the Republic. And the DUP haven't really said why it would be that of all of the changes in relate, made by in relation to Brexit, only the protocol is subject to cross-community consent because there was no cross-community consent for the now the different the the fact that the market and services between Northern Ireland and the Republic because of Brexit is much more distant and a whole load of movement of people between the North and the South is much more different difficult now because of Brexit. Brexit is a whole suite of arrangements. So why would just this one bit be subject to cross-community consent? So uh, for those who may not still be with us after we went through all seven, but in in a line, um, how many of the seven could they claim as a win? I don't think they're going to get any of them 100%. So the problem with the DUP is they don't have a great track record of being able to, of accepting compromise as a win. If they present these seven as absolute tests, which must be absolutely met, then we're going nowhere. If they can come away and say, we got 80% of what we wanted, that's a win, then, then a deal is on. And the problem is if they go with the ERG and the people who are trying to push them, like David Jones or the head of the ERG group, um, to resist on things like the European Court of Justice, Rishi Sunak is not that vulnerable. They can't have a fourth prime minister in one, in, 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 within one year. They're not going to take him down. The DUP have been burnt by relying on the ERG before. The DERG's uh, interest in a deal is much less than the DUP's interest in a deal. So they could, it, they may find that Jeffrey Donaldson has this moment of truth. Does he go for the DUP's interests, minimising the differential treatment of Northern Ireland compared to the rest of G Great Britain, or do they hang on for these points of principle about the European Court of Justice, which actually are of secondary importance to the DUP? OK, well, we'll see in the coming days how all this pans out. But for now, Ronan McRae, Professor of Constitutional and European Law at University College London. Thanks for speaking to us on This Week.